Immerse yourself in rich biblical history and Christian heritage with Vision Tours. Exploring Australia, the Holy Lands and other global destinations. Forge bonds of lasting friendship as you fellowship with like-minded believers and discover a new richness in your faith in Christ and a broader understanding of the world's Christian heritage. Enjoy the fellowship of a lifetime with Vision Tours. Explore upcoming tour packages at vision.org.au slash tours. Rise and Shine with Robbo and Becky on Vision. Robbo with you and our guest uh, very good to, to have John Mackay, the creation guy, with me again. G'day, John. G'day, mate. It's great to have you here. And, of course, uh, I guess getting back into some sort of normality, <laughs> but uh, what's normal these days? I mean, it's a, uh, oh, no. we're living in a, a COVID world, aren't we? It's, it's just very, an incredible- very, unnormal to our yeah. normal sort of expectations. That's right. So we haven't been allowed people at Jurassic Ark until recently, mm-hmm. but the ones who just came, only small groups- they ex- were excited because yeah. we could blow up, well, actually burn visibly some of the natural gas we've been producing oh, cool. as a byproduct of, well, God made the world and God sent the flood and the flood would have buried things and all our gas and oil. I mean, if you believe Noah's flood story like I do, then the oil and the gas came from rapid burial. So we tried it. Mm. And I'll tell you what, it's exciting to burn up the gas safely, of course, yeah. with all the environmental uh, uh, precautions. But the people have been loved seeing that. That's great. And uh, we're making oil too. Not enough yet to run your car <laughs> or grease your bones, but we are certainly doing it because if you look at the biblical picture, the world was created perfect, man sinned, Noah's flood comes, and judgment. But all of those things, God always has a plus side. Mm. He created the judgment to benefit all the rest of it, and oil and coal and gas are one of those That's things. That's right. So I guess these sorts of things, I mean, you, you're always doing experiments. I know you talk about mm. you know, growing stalagmites yep, and stalactites, yep. all that sort of stuff. So is this stuff that's happened because of COVID, or would have you, would have you done it anyway? Well, we would have done it uh, anyway, but, of course, you now have heaps of time because there's nobody can come. You yeah. don't have to take crowds through. Yeah. You've got no ministry. You've got no seminars. Mm. That only just – I have my first live preaching on Sunday. We've done Zoom and that, yeah. but in between you sort of say, now, what can I uh, turn into oil today? What can <laughs> I, I've got a bit of time here, Lord. Give yeah. me some wisdom. So, That's yeah, great. these are additional extras. Yeah. I was just making – I guess making hay while the sun shines in yeah. some respects, you know, trying to – Look for the positives in, right. um, in everything that's been Co- going COVID on. COVID opportunities, I that's call it. them. COVID opportunities, I like yeah. that. That's clever. Well, look, it's been, um, yeah, certainly an interesting uh, year, to say the mm. least. But, uh, yeah, it's nice to see, you know, you're starting to get some new opportunities. Do you, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, there's not going to be very much travel going on there. Like, it'll be more local stuff that you're doing at that, the moment. That is definitely true. So, uh, when you get a young lady phone you up and say, I thought you'd like to know I become a Christian. And when you talk to her, I've talked to her over the years, she says, well, I was scared stiff of dying from COVID, so I, wow. I, I, I went ahead. I had to become a Christian. So there are the, the plus evangelist wow, side. Wow, that's wonderful. Remember the scripture says, some frightened into the kingdom of yeah. God, some with fear, some with, with love. Mm-hmm. Right, We've got to use all of those available techniques, wow. and COVID certainly provides one of them. But yes, most ministry is local. Have a church wanting us to come to South Australia. Some in Victoria. We ain't going yeah. to Victoria at the moment, right? <laughs> no, so right. We're maybe not even New South Wales yeah. shortly. Who knows? So yeah. it's uh, been one of those, let's plan something tomorrow mm-hmm. and not next year. Yes. And, and always like it says, oh, is it James? One yeah. passage says, if the Lord wills, yeah. then we will do this and that. So, uh, 
Now that's exciting to see what uh, what God's doing despite everything that's going on. If you've got a question for John Mackay, we'd love to hear from you this morning. You can call through on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. Maybe you want to ask some more details about how he's creating oil and gas in the uh, uh, Jurassic Ark. There, uh, you can call through one eight hundred three sixteen. 316 with your questions for John Mackay, the creation guy. A great way to start your day. Rise and shine with Robbo and friends on Vision. John Mackay, the creation guy, with me this morning. Great to have you here, John. On Facebook, we've just done a live video with John, and he's uh, given us an amazing little uh, run through some rocks and uh, the way that they've been used for you know, axes and stone and tools and, tools and what have you. And you name it, so yeah. um, have a look at that on Facebook. You can see uh, uh, that video. There, if you search Vision Christian Radio on Facebook and leave your questions for John on Facebook as well, if you've got a question this morning or call through, we'd love to hear from you. 1 800 316 316. But Anna has uh, made, asked a question on Facebook uh, Is there abundant fossil evidence throughout central Australia? She asks. Uh, I've heard there was once an inland sea. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Okay, if you want to find the answer to that, Anna, go to Adelaide, hire a car or travel with somebody else is cheaper, and uh, <laughs> go up to Lee Creek, start there, have a look at the big coal deposits and the giant ginkgo leaves. Uh, now, ginkgo is used as a health herb these days, but the leaves on the ginkgo trees growing in Canberra or some of these other cool places, maybe an inch, uh, two and a half centimetres across. The ones at Lee Creek are up to nearly a half a metre across. Wow. So, A, there are plenty of fossils. Head a bit further north, Come with me just outside of um, Alice Springs Airport and I will show you some brilliant fossils of stromatolites, watery creatures, things like that. Uh, as, as you head sort of a bit east of there, onto the tip of Queensland, that you will find abundant deposits of petrified wood. Uh, these are the same bits of wood, by the way, that you'll find in our Jurassic Ark at Gympie, a huge floodbed deposit of, uh, you know, trees, particularly Australian pine trees that have been ripped up, buried, and uh, they're called Jurassic deposits. Uh, there's humongous big fossil beds all up and down inland Australia, particularly in the areas that I have mentioned. So if you're looking for inland right. sea, go looking for a remnant flood that produced the inland sea that has dried out since. Mm, that's awesome. Well, thanks for the question, Anna. You can do the same. You can comment on uh, the post there at uh, Facebook. Just search Vision Christian Radio or give us a call. We'd love to hear from you this morning uh, with your questions for John Mackay, the creation guy. 1-800-316-316 is the number to call to be a part of the conversation this morning. Always encouraging and always fun. Rise and shine on Vision. It's Robbo and John Mackay, the creation guy, with us this morning. Taking your questions, you can call through with them on 1-800-316-316. Dale's given us a call this morning. What's your question for John, Dale? Um, I'm doing um, counselling, and when um, I have uh, my tutor is speaking, and she talks about um, our reasoning and all that sort of thing, and then she said uh, sometimes uh, when we just react, we go back to our reptilian brain. <laughs> I just want to um, have an understanding so I can talk to her about that. Okay. Uh, one assumes that she's not a Christian or she's just part of the world, correct? Uh, that would be correct, okay. yes. So obviously it's when, when, when someone becomes a Christian, it's hard for us to actually come to grips with the fact that the Scripture says you will love the Lord your God with your heart, your soul, and your mind, and it instructs us to have the mind of Christ in us. 
that when you and I get saved, whether we consciously seek it or not, the Lord Jesus is actually dwelling in us and giving us his thoughts and the world. And here's where we need to be understanding, empathetic, sympathetic, but not tolerant in the, 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 the longest of senses. The fact is they can't even see things God's way because they don't have the spiritual eyes that Christ enables. So there's point number one. Be, be, be tolerant, be, be, be empathetic to them because they can't see it how you see it. So you need to be mm. praying for, Lord, give me the wisdom of Daniel. There's a starting point. Mm. Okay, secondly, you need to know that we think like we do for one or for two reasons. One is we were made in God's image and God thinks. Since God thinks, therefore I think. So the old statement that says, I am, uh, I think, therefore I I am, is wrong. I am, therefore I think, because God made me in his image and God is a thinker. All right, so there's the first point. Secondly, how do we think? One of two ways. Adam sadly thank. No, that's not the proper past tense. Uh, Adam sadly thought that he could do his own thing and he rebelled against God. Now, from that time onwards, our image of God has been tainted and sometimes totally rejected. So man descends to animal-like thinking. So the worldly people now see it, well, ape-like creatures grew bigger brains and less hair and turned into me. And I'm, you know, when I don't get it right, I retreat back to even pre-ape. I go back to being reptilian. I sneak along and I grab whatever I can. Now, it's a total error. This is not the first generation to do it. The Greeks did it. Have a look at all the animal gods and things like that they dabbled with, right? Uh, The pagans did it in Babylon, all all their animal gods. So there's nothing new under the sun. But what you need to do is the one thing I've learned to do is when this brick comes up, throw up a quick prayer to the Lord. Lord, give me an open door that I can at least nicely just disagree with this person, at the best help them mm. see what errors they're doing. So that's what I'd encourage you to do, but get your thinking right first and start with the word of God who was there. So there's the key point. Mm. Uh, and you could, if you're brave enough to challenge them, say, well, why would you even think that? Because right? they won't know. Mm. They will just usually have assumed David Attenborough tells the truth instead of just saying pretty pictures to disguise lies. <laughs> Good point. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I hope that helps, yeah. Dale. It's uh, it's always a challenge, isn't it, to know how to you know I guess be uh, you know uh, patient and and mm. understanding and and empathetic, as you said, yeah. John. But uh, obviously, to you know I guess express the truth that you believe as well. So will, I pray that you'll have wisdom with that. You'll also find it helpful. We have a Q and A site. Uh, if you go to creationresearch.net, just click the big Q and big A. Uh, it'll bring up lots of the questions that she may bring up as negative dogmatic statements. You'll find it helpful there. Mm, excellent. Yeah, oh. but there's there's not something that as I'm as she's. I mean, we're in a group, so I wouldn't challenge her openly. But it would be nice to have something to say that. Um, well, the, the class know that I'm Christian, but yeah. it would be nice to have something to say that would break break into that because it quite often comes up this reptilian brain. Yeah, in that yeah. case, you, you will need to get to the stage where you say, well, listen, you all know I'm a Christian. Let me give you a Christian perspective on this, mm. right? Because yeah. you might be surprised oh, right. that the others don't, yeah. don't know much about Christianity or there are also some very timid little sheep amongst them who mm. will be emboldened by you yeah. just saying it that way. So get up and say, you know I'm a Christian. Can I give you a Christian perspective? Mm. Right? That's good. That's well, I, I pray for wisdom and boldness, Thank you. Thank you, Dale. That sounds, that sounds excellent. That last bit, the first bit was interesting. The last bit was so encouraging just to 
not to challenge her, but to state what I believe yeah. rather than challenge yeah, that's her. Great. So thank you very much. Excellent. Rise and shine on Australia's Vision Christian Radio. We've got John Mackay, the creation guy, with us this morning, taking your calls, taking your questions from Facebook, and you can call through 1-800-316-316. The calls are filling up, as it always happens, John. You know, you get it this does, mad flurry does. at the end. So uh, come, come through with your calls, but uh, you'll need to be quick if you want to get in with your question for John Mackay, 1-800-316-316. But a question from Facebook, John. Uh, this is from Anne. We've had two different Anne's asking questions mm-hmm. this morning. So uh, this one says, uh, if all animals were saved on the ark and then spread across the lands, how come animals like kiwis and kangaroos are only indigenous to certain nations and not scattered all around the world? How do they get to where they are without populating other places? Okay. In our present-day world, we have an easier answer to modern distribution than past distribution because cows can't swim very far, yet you find them in Australia. (laughs) We brought them here, right? Uh, You'll find the same is true in New Zealand with sheep. Sheep could never swim to New Zealand, Mm. but that's one of the jokes over there. 30 million sheep, 3 million people, hard to tell the difference. You know, us Aussies, we sort of like to poke that down. But in reality, we know how the sheep got there. When it comes to kiwis, ah... Kiwis can't fly, you know, the birds. Mm-hmm, that's uh, right. But yet you find fossil kiwis in Australia. So there's obviously been a connection in the past. When you go to England and you ask how did the people get there, they didn't go by boat. Their huts are on the bottom of the dogger banks, right? Oh. So they actually, the water was lower. Now, looking at it from a biblical perspective, there's two of each kind of animal, three pairs of some that are going to get off Noah's Ark. But then shortly after that, God mentions winter. Shortly after that, ice and snow are on the planet, mm. and whether we like it or not, you put all the water on the ground locked up as ice, the water levels drop. So shortly after Noah's flood, shortly after Babel, soon as the ice starts coming, animals and that are free to migrate around the planet, and then God kicks in the first global warming, it'll start to melt, and creatures will be cut off. Why aren't they everywhere? Well, they didn't start off with the ability to fill every place because there's only two of each kind. Mm. If there's three pairs even, they can't go in four directions without one of them dying out, right? So therefore you'll find that after Noah's flood from then on, population spread is limited. But if you look at the ice that's going to come, it's going to limit it even more. And then if you arrive in Australia and the lions and tigers don't, you survive. But if you arrive in Indonesia like the marsupials did, and the lions and panthers, etc., do, you're cooked. Mm, yeah, right. Okay. So I guess, yeah, it's a bit of that, obviously, yep. predatory yep. Um, pattern as well that, that goes on. Yep. That's fascinating. So um, you talk about the Ice Age. Mm-hmm. So would that mean that like a kiwi, for example, would it have actually travelled more on ice or would it have been dry land? No, you'll find um, there's just a brand new geological Associ- association mapping thing that's just come up from New Zealand. Bless mm. their hearts. It's wonderful and they map all of the previous area of New Zealand to the point where they almost politically want to call everywhere from New Zealand right up to Asia as their property because it's so shallow, right? And it's very evident from dead plants and everything that was above water not all that long ago. So you could have walked from uh, Asia across to New Zealand and in the north, probably done a pretty good job up around the edge of New Guinea, mm. down to New Zealand from Australia. Fascinating. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Well, thank you, Anne, for the question. And you can keep those questions coming in this morning as well. Uh, there's a live video of John showing off some rocks and uh, mm-hmm. uh, stuff that he's got here with him this morning. Uh, you can see that on Facebook. Ask your questions there or call through on 
with your questions for John Mackay, the creation guy. He's going to be here for another hour yet, so uh, get in with your questions. But I would encourage you to get in fast uh, because we do seem to run out of time every time John's here. Call 1-800-316-316. Just the right mix of things to inspire and things to make you smile. Rise and shine on Vision. Sorry, with you, and I'd be lost without John Mackay, the creation guy, who's uh, stepped into the breach this morning. Becky's unwell, and uh, he is here with us answering your questions. You can call through with your questions this morning on one 800 316 Bobby's given us a call. How are you going this morning, Bobby? Yeah, good, thanks. It's good. What's your question for John Mackay? Yeah, um... Yeah, gay John. Good night. Um, I'm just uh, wondering. I've, I've done a lot of preaching of the gospel in the past, mm-hmm. um, but um, and sometimes you'll get people coming up to you and starting to talk about carbon dating. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you um, actually talk to these people to give them some sort of um, information to them to make them realise that um, carbon dating um, is way out of whack. Okay. Two things. One is to ask the Lord for real discernment because in your experience and mine, there are two sorts of questions you're going to be asked out there. One is a question that doesn't want an answer, right? Remember Jesus said, yep. shake the dust off your feet and move on to somewhere else. Quick, Lord, does this person really want an answer or are they building a wall they are hoping they can hide behind? Mm. With that sort of person, say, look, you can find out more about create uh, Carbon 14 Go to creationresearch.net, search fact file, insert carbon-14 if you're really interested, right? The genuine person, and I hate to say it, it'll be the minority, but it's the Holy Spirit alone who will help you know that this person is really searching and they're the ones you will lead to to Christ on the spot. So you need to know, okay, what are we talking about here? So I'll give you a slightly longer answer and you can feed it back to them in your own words. Carbon-14, how does it work? high-energy radiation from outer space, dangerous radiation, right? Bombards nitrogen. Now, before Noah's flood, no high-energy radiation is going to get in that's dangerous, right? So anyway, in our present world, it forms when nitrogen is bombarded by high-energy radiation and it converts to radioactive stuff. Question, would Adam and Eve been breathing in radioactive stuff? No. The first world was created to be radioactive-free, Nobody wants radiation in their lungs, right? It's dangerous stuff. You see that on the carbon-14 labs when it gives you a warning. Wear your health precautions. I know I've been to radioactive labs, right? Even ones that just deal with carbon-14. So radiocarbon itself is inherently dangerous to your lungs. So it wouldn't have been there at the time of creation. So give them a challenge and say, do you realise what you're talking about wouldn't have even started till after Noah's flood? So the world can't be as old as you think. Um, do you want to find out more about what the world was like? Right, so quickly as you can, get them back to the starting point. God made the world good. The real problem is not carbon-14. The real problem is sin. And I, I've got the solution. His name is Jesus. <laughs> That's with the person who's That's seeking. Awesome. So again, the key part, quick Lord, quick prayer. I, I need to know, is this person genuine? Or I need to know that they just want to throw up a flurphy and stop me talking. Mm. There's my first recommendation. That's correct. Go to creationresearch.net, search for carbon-14 on the, on the uh, facts file. Yeah. That's a, a very much. wise response, Bobby. I'm sure you've got uh, some good stuff out of that. Yeah, sure did. Awesome. Thanks so much for your call, mate. Great to hear from you. Yeah, you too. Bye. God bless. We've got a live video on Facebook you can check out with John Mackay this morning as well. You'll see that to just search Vision Christian Radio on Facebook and ask your questions of John there. Uh, we'll get to more of those questions coming through.
over the next little while. Always encouraging and always fun. Rise and shine on Vision. Uh, taking your calls this morning with questions for John. Uh, you can call 1-800-316-316. Elizabeth has given us a call. What's your question for John? Um, I know John's got a place somewhere north of Brisbane, a museum or a... Yep, that's up a, a near, near Gympie it is. Mm-hmm. Jurassic Park. I've been there with my kids and they loved it. It was a great day. We, it's a really good facility. I can highly recommend it. And there's plenty of COVID spacing available on 10 <laughs> hectares. Okay. You can be as socially All distant right, as you I'll like. <laughs> if you go to creationresearch.net and uh, click on museum there, You'll get all the directions and things like that. But it's uh, open again now, been open for a few weeks uh, for small groups. And uh, you'd be most welcome. You can see the dinosaurs, go through creation, uh, have a look at the uh, racial issues, the Tower of Babel, dig up a fossil, um, look at a, the world's only petrified tree sundial, watch the experiments on making coal, all the things that are supposed to take millions of years and they don't. So it's a great day out. Schools sometimes come for three days at a time because there's so much you can do. But yes, it, it is open again now and uh, we're praising the Lord for that and chugging along slowly and COVID-free. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Thanks, John. Thanks, Hopefully Elizabeth. Hopefully I'll get there soon. Yeah, I, I encourage okay, you to get along if day. you can. It's a, it's a great day out. Yeah. Thanks for the Fantastic. call. Thanks. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Good on you. Also, also uh, kick in a, a promo. Uh, yesterday we did a um, in-house sort of... Um, uh, webinar, not seminar, webinar, uh, and we posted it up on YouTube. Uh, it was to deal with the issue that Neil Johnson and I did a couple of weeks ago on race and racism, mm. right? So we subtitled it, One Blood, Many Races, because one blood is for all mankind, right? And that's Jesus Christ, who is the blood who is shed for us. And we, that's the only solution for racial conflicts like we're seeing in the world today. Mm. But you need to know where the word race comes from, what it means, and how biblical it is. So that if you just go to creationresearch.net, click on our YouTube logo, you should find the seminar, One Blood, one blood, many races. That's it. Mm. One blood, many races. Creationresearch.net. Click on the YouTube logo. Excellent. Yeah, worth checking out. I, I really loved what you shared with Neil that uh, when you were in mm. a couple of weeks ago. So worth checking that out on YouTube, and then uh, you can share that with your friends as well. So uh, keep an eye on. I mean, even your Facebook page. I mean, you guys yeah. are doing a lot at the moment. Obviously, yeah. with COVID, you've been doing a lot of you know Zoom yeah, uh, chats right. and and videos and other things, live videos uh, uh, with the different team members around the world so uh, you can check all that out uh, just search for creation research on facebook and you'll be able to see uh, the guys there always encouraging and always fun rise and shine on vision john mckay the creation guy has been with us all morning answering your questions and a couple of uh, last minute questions to uh, get to right now uh, first of all, Greg, who's given us a call this morning, what's your question for John McKay? I just wanted to see if I've got a right analogy of it. Is he there? Can yep, I speak I'm, to him? I'm here, yep. mate. Good to talk to you. Just tell me if I'm right or not. So as the Earth rotates, it, it attracts the dust out of the atmosphere, right? And then as it rains, the water leaches through the through the clays, through the dust, and the trees and the leaves and all that sort of thing, and creates and through the fossils and creates the oil as it as it and the chemicals of the trees. And pressure being one of the uh, the, the five um, mechanical properties of the earth um, gives it the pressure to push it down. Okay, a little oversimplified. The uh, oil and materials are buried way deep, right, in many cases, sometimes shallowly, but they are buried and they're buried before the current dust 
is floating around on the earth. So you're looking at so how flood, did it get there? You're looking at a flood how deposit. How did it get there? Because the earth is not. The, how did it get there? Because the earth is not the same density all the way through. It really doesn't matter. The fact is, the the burials yeah. like fourteen thousand, fifteen thousand feet, five thousand meters in flood laid deposits. So you have whole trees, whole That's dinosaurs, right. all sorts of things. So you're not looking yeah, at an right. ordinary everyday process. You're looking at a catastrophic rip up flood and burial. I can take you to one coal seam with fossil sharks in it. Now, the standard story yeah. of sharks living in the sea and, and pine trees and that being slowly buried to turn coal in swamps is just nonsense. You need a catastrophic flood deposit mm. to bury things before they rot. The ordinary sort of dust in the air settling mm. down, causing pressure, won't do it. So when we're running experiments at Jurassic Arc, the one thing we have to keep out is the air. The second thing is we have to do it quick or else the material we're trying to turn into coal or oil will disintegrate okay. even as you watch it. Mm, yeah, that's right. Good on yeah. you, mate. So, oh, well, thanks for your call. Greg, right. pr- great to hear from you. Okay. God bless. No worries. Thanks. Bye. Hello. Are you still there? Yes, I am, hey, yeah. Thank you for your patience. Who are we speaking to? It's Anne from Fernie Grove. Anne, what's your question for John Mackay? I was going to ask him to throw some light on that octopus that was found recently and talked about again. Um, you'll have to update me uh, <laughs> in this COVID world. We don't always read the same news fields. <laughs> Where, whereabouts was the octopus <laughs> okay. found then? Oh, it was found at an archaeological site, and uh, it was found, I think, in the 80s, but they've, they've kind of brought it to the foreground again, okay. and they were trying to explain how a soft tissue fossil was found at that place. Uh, okay, well, I'm not, not quite sure particularly about that I'm place. I sure. have several fossil octopuses. I have fossil mm-hmm. octopus with the ink still in them. Oh, well. And my fossil octopuses are supposed to be 150 million years old, right? And it's the same issue. So what you find is right. whether it's your site or the sites that I've collected from, you will only get a fossil octopus which has no hard bones. You'll only get a fossil octopus plus the ink that you can actually squeeze out still, right, if the thing is trapped really quickly. So again, when you look at the scale of those beds, we run Jurassic Arc in, in Australia here. It's in what's called Jurassic Beds, and those beds are found globally. So when I go to the Jurassic in Germany, where the fossil octopus I'm talking about comes from, they all had to be buried rapidly. Uh, I mean, I even have one biology professor who loves the fact that the ink is still there. He said, that tells me this animal was buried before 20 minutes after it died. Mm. Right? He said, because otherwise the ink starts to break down. And I said, what's your proof? He said, well, go to the Mediterranean, buy a bottle of the black colouring solution they use for food. That's octopus ink. And you see it's totally closed up and it's coloured black. Uh, otherwise, it starts to break down even mm. in the bottle. So if they found a fossil octopus or they're the ones like I'm talking about, which is what it sounds like, then you have evidence of rapid flood burial. And on a world scale, you're looking at Noah's flood. Mm. Excellent. I hope that helps, Anne. That okay. sounds, sounds like yes, a uh, fascinating discovery. Yes, thank you very much. Good on you. Thanks so much for your call. Bye. So many good questions coming through today. Uh, once again, more than we've had a chance to get to air, but uh, we will podcast this whole conversation from this mm-hmm. morning and we'll uh, all the off-air conversations that we've had will be on the podcast as well. So make sure you check that out and share it with your friends. John, thanks again for being here. It's been uh, so good having you back in uh, in the new Vision Christian Real Media live Hub. too. Yeah, that's right. So uh, thanks so much for, uh, for your time. Uh, of course, before you go, Quick reminder now, you've talked about Jurassic Arc today. It's open again. People can get back in. 
Uh, you've got the uh, seminars and a yes, whole bunch the, of stuff the actually webinar on, is YouTube. on YouTube at the moment. Creation Research YouTube on race, so that's worth going mm. to. And uh, I bought in two new products. One's already up on the web shop. It's called the Stone Age, so it's related to a lot of what we did right at the you know yeah. the Facebook uh, live thing at the start. So that's really great. What is the Stone Age? How do you know, etc. And then there's a new kids book, just your level and my level, right? <laughs> you know, dealing uh, with Adam and Eve. It's called the Two Bites. Right. Now that's up on the website. Won't be around till August, but have a look at it. Kids need to know the problem is mm. not different skin color. It's the same skin color, and it started with one wrong bite. Uh, that's mm. B-I-T-E, not B-Y-T-E, right? <laughs> yeah. But it produces an awful lot of wrong bites yep. uh, on the planet. So that's Adam and Eve and the two bites. That's Excellent. coming up in August. Coming soon, all right? So keep an eye on that. And, of course, I'm sure we'll have that in the store as well. We've yeah. got all the other kids' books yeah. in the store. Uh, you can see them at visionstore.org.au. But, uh, yeah, keep an eye on creationresearch.net. I mean, a lot of the questions that have come through this morning, you've got obviously the Q&A available on there. Um, so much great information that's on your website. So we encourage people to check that out at uh, creationresearch.net. Thanks again, John. Really appreciate your time this morning. Good on you, mate. Thanks again. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.